It is a technological world, and not only is he a nerd, but he's also the uh, coolest dad in Western Canada. Blaine Kylo joins us here, solocore.com, S-O-L-O-C-O-R-P-S.com, if you want to get the uh, the blog, the Twitter, and, and the website and all the things. Hey, Blaine. Hi. Happy oh, Wednesday, Thursday. It is Wednesday, Thursday, yes. Are you okay? Everything's good? You sound good. Yeah, it's, uh, I can't believe there's only a month left of school. That's kind of freaking uh, out. Right. And then the and then the dad time and the family time and all the things kick in. And then the Summer. busy. Right. I'm um, looking forward to that. Now, the uh, how does it go to softball this year? Because normally in the wintertime, you guys are on the on the slopes all winter, but then you also like to be like stats guy for, for the softball. Yeah, softball's taken a curve, actually. Ooh, My nice. daughter ended up with a post-COVID syndrome, so she's actually done for the season. Hmm, that's not good. Okay? No, it's not. We're we're all kind of trying to come to terms with the fact that we're not going to have that in our season. Yeah. So um, that's a big change for a family. It's it's pretty abrupt, yeah. Because she loves playing. She was having a great season, and then doctor said, "You know what? You really shouldn't be pushing through that. You should not be playing." Hmm. And so, health trumps everything. And yeah. uh, the hope is she'll recover fast, and she'll be good to go next season. Fast and furious. Okay, so staying home and family time and, and a good opportunity to get plugged in with Dad and some games. What do you got for us? Yeah, well, the PlayStation friends that we have had a bit of a show and tell today. And something that I did not expect was that Bungie, the creators of Destiny, the originators of the Halo franchise, are uh, kind of rebooting one of their earliest games from 1994, they announced today, Bungie did, that they are um, creating a new game called Marathon, which is going to be a first-person extraction shooter is what they're calling it. So I don't quite know. I think you kind of get thrown into the environment with the team of people, and the objective is to try and get out. Ah. So it's to try and survive and then escape the place that you're in. But this is a world that Bungie first created back in 1994 when they first started making games. And they were making games at that time for the Apple Macintosh computer. The Mac was actually one of the best gaming systems around. Marathon came out in 94. The shooter at that time spawned two sequels. And then they conceived of Halo, this game that they announced in 1999. And it was going to be released on the Macintosh until Microsoft swooped in and said, actually, we're going to buy Bungie and we're going to take this really cool Halo game and make it a launch title for our new Xbox console. And that's what happened in 2001. Halo was launched on the Xbox and essentially created that entire segment for Microsoft. So Bungie has had a really interesting history. They were recently acquired by PlayStation And we knew that they were working on something that wasn't just Destiny. So they're becoming a multi-game studio again. Marathon's their new game. We don't know when it's coming, but we do know that they're creating this for PlayStation 5, for Windows, and for the Xbox Series X and S consoles. So this is really interesting because Microsoft and Xbox has kind of been going out of their way to make sure that games and studios that they were acquiring were going to be playable on other platforms, Nintendo, 
the PlayStations. This is the first time that a PlayStation studio in Bungie is quite intentionally creating a game that is intended to play also on Xbox and Microsoft systems. So really interesting things coming from Bungie. What do you, I mean, you said before, um, you know, that Mac used to be, um, you know, such a good, it is such a powerful um, platform to do these kinds of things on because it's, it's such a great sort of media platform, media working platform. Um, with everything going online into the Steam and all these other things, do you think that Mac will ever get back in that game? I mean, Apple's got their video games for the phones that they're doing, the arcade stuff, but they're not really, nobody's really building it for the Macs. But when you think of all the horsepower behind a Mac, I mean, and, and the 4K, 5K screens in a lot of cases, um, it seems kind of like a waste. Well, you can play many of these games on your Mac, especially because so many of the platforms now are providing streaming solutions. So you can play lots of your Xbox games now and your PlayStation games through browsers on any system you want that's got a high enough bandwidth. Apple hasn't really been interested in chasing after the gaming segment. I think that they've always been content to sort of let people who are interested in that find their own way there without having to run after them. Um, so I don't know that that business strategy is going to change anytime soon, but certainly there's nothing stopping people from using the fancy Apple screens and the horsepower in some of the computer systems to be able to play the games that are available. And lots of games are available for Windows systems and also for Macintosh OS systems. If you get in the Steam store, you'll find all kinds of things that are created for both of those. All right, so Blaine Kylo's here. you got a couple other games, too, that you wanted to touch on. Yeah, a really interesting side-scroller, The Last Case of Benedict Fox. This is available for Windows and the Xbox Series X and S. It's an Xbox Game Pass library title, too, so if you're a subscriber, this is something really worth checking out. So it's a side-scroller with these maze-like maps, so something like you'd get from Castlevania or Metroid, but really you're playing this Benedict Fox a 20s-era detective of sorts who's got a demon possessing him, and he explores these sort of otherworldly dimensions of the mind and tries to solve a mystery, actually. So it's a bit Lovecraftian. It's a bit noir -y. It's got a really interesting jazz soundtrack, something kind of different that I've been really enjoying twisting around in for a while. Um, okay, uh, technology, let's get on that before we, uh, we run out of time here. Um, we were just talking about the Mac products, so why don't you take us there? Yeah, Apple's released Pro Studio tools for audio and video creators who want to use iPads. This is actually really significant. So we now have Final Cut Pro and Logic Pro available in iPad versions with full-on touchscreen interfaces and everything. So these apps have been designed for the iPad. So Final Cut Pro is one of the most popular video editing programs available. With the iPad version, you can edit on the fly. You've got a virtual jog wheel that makes it really easy to do that. You can use an Apple Pencil to draw on the footage and make notes on the footage. Use the hover feature to do things. It also turns the iPad into a monitor so you can actually take advantage of multiple camera setups and integrate graphics and effects on the fly while you're shooting. So a really interesting tool 
um, turning the iPad into something that can be used for video shoots. And Logic Pro is the audio editing software. The iPad version of Logic Pro can record audio, so you can actually use it as a studio recorder. The iPad Pro has studio quality mics, so you can actually record on the device itself. And you can create audio with this deep library of instruments and effects. And the multi-touch capability of the iPad means you can mix right on your iPad and create final versions of products, projects, and, and export them to anywhere you want them to go. Seven bucks a month for each of these things, 70 bucks a year. Not a bad price for full-featured editing software. I, one thing that I've uh, that they've changed here, and actually Tally and I were just talking about this before the show, is that you can now, on the Mac, you can tell your phone to be the camera. So you can have your camera in front of you on your call. You could have side view with your iPad and your phone on the other side. You could have multi-camera views that are all connected uh, while you play your games or you're in your calls. Yeah, all of these things are connected. And now that you've got the tools to actually do the editing on the iPads, it just means that you've got another tool for all of that work that's cool that's way good uh okay uh what happy what, happy towel day i don't what, what tell us happy please. towel day to all who observe um it, it's not quite thursday here in vancouver but it is in most of the country thursday is towel day we mark this day by carrying around or wearing a towel we do this in honor of douglas adams who was a proponent of the towel as an essential tool for travelers Adams, of course, was the author of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series of novels, which spawned from his BBC radio play. But Adams was also an early adopter and promoter of Apple Macintosh computers. He was reportedly the second person in Europe to own an Apple Macintosh after Stephen Fry, the noted comedian and actor. Um, but Douglas Adams was a technologist through and through. He was involved in early game development. He was a technologist that wrote for the newspapers in Britain. And so um, absolutely worth a spot here in technological world to recognize Douglas Adams and Towel Day. I feel like with New Balance sneakers and cargo shorts, that just goes really nicely with a traveling father. Yeah. You can keep the cargo shorts to yourself, but I'll take the towel. <laughs> and the New Balance shoes, you're good? <laughs> Whatever is comfy. All right. Uh, Blaine Kylo, solocore.com. Thank you so much for being here, brother. Of course. We'll see you next week.